0: Hello, church. I'm Jeffrey Richter. I'm Oak Hills Church missionary to Burkina Faso, West Africa. And before I go on, I need to know that you know my family. For us, it all starts here in the ordinary love among the six of us, six ordinary people who I find pretty extraordinary, and I think God does too. That's my wife, Suzanne, and our two sons, Caleb and Seth, and our two daughters, London and Micah. Five years ago, we set out for a place we knew almost nothing about, Burkina Faso. I never will forget the day we headed out to the airport, our car loaded down with all the trunks and the suitcases that the airlines would allow us to haul. And we were hungry, we, we had to stop at, at a drive-through. And so we went through the drive-through at McDonald's and the lady asked us, where are y'all headed? And uh, we were so excited, we were just bubbling over. We said, we're going to Africa, we're on our way there right now. And she was kind of puzzled and she looked at all the trunks up on top of the car and then she looked at all six of us packed inside and she said, you're driving? (laughs) Now we didn't know much about Africa then, but we sure knew our old green Chevy Suburban wasn't gonna get us there. That year, we made an extraordinary decision to follow God wherever He called us. Our ordinary family of six was leaping out into the unknown of God's future for us. But there were two things that we were sure of that God was calling us to. Number one, he was calling us to a place of great need. The third least developed nation on earth. And secondly, he was calling us to a mission where we could both demonstrate and proclaim the love of Jesus to the least of these. And it hasn't always been easy. There's been the heat. You think South Texas is hot? Try Africa hot. And we got more sweat than we bargained for. We face months of manual labor in 110 degree plus heat, peaking in March and April to 120 degrees. Our neighbors don't even know what electricity is, much less air conditioning. And then there's the isolation. The people that we serve are remote and that remoteness comes with this risk and it takes its toll. And you know what the most dangerous creature on earth is? It's not the ferocious lion. It's not the angry Cape buffalo. It's not even some poisonous snake. It's the mosquito. And when you treat kids and babies every single day with malaria and some of them die, it begins to wear on you that life is fragile. Your life, your children's life. And then there's the dust. In Burkina Faso during the months of December and January there's this north wind that blows over the Sahara and it kicks up so much dust that it literally darkens the sky and it turns things cold. And what it does is it causes a spike in upper respiratory infections. It's the biggest child killer in the world. In fact, our ministry partners, the Sands, just had to return home for a year. Because your youngest son Crosby fell ill with a lung infection that the doctors considered to just be too risky. And so when you're us, that's scary kind of stuff. But all of that risk, is a little bit easier to bear when you consider the nature of the mission that God has given us. Through a dynamic church planting ministry, we're able to come alongside of people in their suffering, walking their paths, learning their stories, worshiping together, showing God's love in tangible ways. We care for orphans, we care for widows, we care for school children. We invest ourselves in the lives of the local church, building up leaders who will be able to carry the torch of ministry long after we're gone. We have this great privilege of being able to live in such a way that it puts the the gospel of Jesus Christ at the center of everything that we do. And when we do that, People just want to know more, people just want to praise God. And one of the most exciting ways that we've found to be able to impact communities in Burkina Faso is through this partnership with Living Water International where we combine the ministry of offering safe drinking water with the ministry of experiencing the living water, Jesus Christ. Because for the people we serve, water is life. And when it's done in Jesus' name, it's life-changing, better yet. Let my friend Yoban tell you how water and the gospel has played out among this church movement, among the Dagara people. Turn your attention now to the
1: screen. <laughs> Na suis venu à la maison de la maison de N'ta maison de la maison de la maison de la bora de la maison de la maison de la maison de la maison Je ne sais pas si tu es un peu
0: plus
1: de temps. Je ne sais pas si tu es un de temps. Je de temps. Je à sais pas si tu es de temps. Je ne un de la vie. Je ne sais pas si tu es un peu plus de la vie. Je ne pas si tu es de la vie. Je ne sais pas si tu es un peu plus de la vie. Je ne sais pas si tu es un peu plus de la vie. Je ne sais pas si tu es un peu plus de la a l'élection, le famille a été un peu
0: de
1: temps. Il a un peu plus de temps. Il a été un peu plus de temps. Il a été a été un peu a Il as a church, as a congregation, we have a family that we support who lives in Burkina Faso. There are children and families in great need on the other side of the world. I wanted to say that I had a lot of people who lived in Burkina Faso. I was <laughs> born in Burkina Faso, and I was born in Burkina Faso. I was and I was born in Burkina Faso. Je suis la maison de la maison. Je ne suis pas venu à la maison. Je ne la à à à Je suis Pompey direita na anamet yonfo na o a barra de bilhete muito bebé a tu conhece a barra se a a a a a Dinner I a yes, would dear. you are a in, As a church, we want to look like Jesus Christ in our neighborhood, our city, and beyond. Providing clean water in Burkina Faso helps us to achieve that mission. Hallelujah,
0: God is so amazing, he really is, and Joban Cherry is not too bad himself, he's one of the best evangelists that I know. Yobancheri is a first-generation Christian baptized in that very river in 2003. He has no church building. He has no building fund. He has no salary, but just this incredible love of Jesus. And now there's 41 believing communities encouraging one another in Christ. Yobancheri is an ordinary guy. He lives in a house made of mud. He cooks over a wood fire. He gathers water from a well in his village. And yet, God is doing something so very extraordinary through him. Which leads me to Rebecca. Rebecca works tirelessly with our Infants in Distress program, which has now rescued more than 120 precious infants from critical, life threatening situations. The Dagara people speak Dagara but many of them speak French as a second language. And so in the early days of our mission, our team had to ask ourselves, when we have new converts among this people group, are we going to teach them Christian songs that we know and translate them into French and Dagara? And the team said, no, they don't need our imported tradition. They just need the Holy Spirit. And so they instructed the believers that whenever they come together, that the Holy Spirit would show up and that he would perhaps teach them a song or two. Well, the Holy Spirit must really like Rebecca because she's the walking, talking, worshiping, live repository of Dagara Christian music and all over the land. People know Rebecca and the songs that she's compiled about praise to God and songs of exhortation, songs of repentance, even quite a few songs about spiritual warfare, about leaving the demons behind and the paths of darkness and following the paths of Jesus Christ. All kinds of songs that no missionary could have ever thought to have written. Lastly, I want you to meet my friend Ivaris. If I have a right hand man in Burkina Faso, it's him. Ivory's heads up our water ministry, which is impacting the lives of 50,000 people on a daily, ongoing basis. Earlier, when I talked to you about working long, grueling days of, in 120 degree heat, I really meant Ivory's working in 120 degree heat. <laughs> He's a great guy. Uh, when we first started this ministry, Ivory's didn't know much about pump tools and how to repair a well. I didn't know how to speak Dagara. But together, we made a pretty good team. And over the course of time, Evarys became more proficient, took on greater responsibility as we traveled down many roads together, repairing broken water wells and talking about the scripture. And God began moving in his life in a very powerful way, calling him to a closer walk with him. And it all culminated in this glorious moment when this past spring, Evarys gave his life to Christ. He was baptized in a baptistry that was right next to a water well that guess who drilled? You, Oak Hills Church. In 2012, you drilled a well in the village of Salipur. It was our first ever water well and baptistry right next to it. And the very water that, that helped bring to his thirsty, suffering people is the same water that God used for Evariste to demonstrate his faith in Jesus through baptism. Isn't God doing amazing things through our Dagara friends? Ah, He is. And here's what I'm getting at. All of these people, Yoban Cherry the Evangelist, Rebecca the Songstress, Ivaris the servant, my wife Suzanne, my family, me, we're all just incredibly ordinary people like you. For an even clearer perspective of this, Let's look a moment through the lens of the most extraordinary event that ever occurred, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's recorded for us in John chapter 21. So I invite you to turn in your Bibles there at this time to John chapter 21. And let me paint the scene. Jesus has been killed. The tomb has been found empty. Since then, Jesus has appeared to Mary And others, but they didn't recognize him. And later that day, Jesus also appeared to the disciples in the other upper room where he didn't have all that much to say. And now we're back at the Sea of Galilee in John chapter 21. The disciples are fishing. No luck so far. Jesus is on the shore, but again, no one recognizes him. Throw your nets on the right side of the boat, Jesus shouts out. And when the disciples do, their net is so full of fish that they can't even begin to haul it in. And Peter, when he realizes it's the Lord, he puts on his clothes and he jumps in the water and he swims ashore and Jesus says, come and have breakfast. Now let's pick up on their after breakfast conversation in John chapter 21, beginning in verse 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. After this extraordinary moment, Jesus risen from the dead, the greatest event in the history of the world. Jesus could now reveal to his disciples all their questions about life and death, heaven and hell, glory and salvation. All the questions that we long for God to answer. Yet Jesus Christ, in this, his most extraordinary hour, risen from the dead, chooses to speak of perfectly ordinary things. Look at the text again. Jesus offers some fishing advice. He says, come and have breakfast. He asks for love. He says, feed my lambs take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. He goes on to say, follow me. And a little bit later on, when Peter gets uptight about John and says, Lord, what about him? Jesus says, what's that to you? You must follow me. So get food, eat it, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep, follow me. Don't worry about the other guy. Just Follow me, that's as ordinary as you can get. After his extraordinary resurrection, Jesus appears to his disciples this the third time to drive home the message of ordinary love. Eat meals together, feed and care for others and follow me. Sound familiar? Family dinners, caring for our neighbor, Following Jesus, sounds like Oak Hills Church to me. Brothers and sisters of Oak Hills, if this church's commitment to loving our neighbor ever begins to feel ordinary, then let this be a reminder that God is using that love to impact and change lives beyond your wildest imaginations. God has always been pleased to work through ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary events so that his power and greatness might be displayed. And your ordinary love in your neighborhood, in your city and beyond, is the very stuff that God is using to bring about a new creation. It's the very stuff that makes what we do possible. Me, my family, Yobanchiri, Rebecca, and Ivarice. So don't stop, do it more, eat meals together, Love and care for your neighbors. Keep listening to the people from this pulpit. Keep listening to God. Keep on giving and keep on letting your love overflow through your ordinary lives because I'll tell you this, Your ordinary love flowing through our family into the lives of the Dagara is impacting them in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. I mean, walls are coming down. Old beliefs are being destroyed. Mindsets within communities are totally being transformed from jealousy and anger and cursing to love and peace and brotherhood and goodwill. And God is raising up from the very dust a new people who declare His praise by the power of the Spirit. They are rising up, fashioned by God's love, fashioned by your ordinary love. And it's changing lives, and it's changing eternal destinies. It's the reason I can look at this photo in the village of Balambar, where you, O Church gave an incredible gift of a new well. And for the first time in their history, they're able to drink clean, safe water. They're able to see the bottom of their cup. And when I look at this extraordinary event and all the joy and celebration that was present that day, I see some people in the crowd that have been transformed by ordinary love. I see Marcel, he's an ordinary farmer, he can't read, but he found a Bible, and he gave it to his friend Jacques who could, and he said, now I want you to teach us about God. And I see Basila, just a faithful Degar Christian woman, and she gave me my Degar name, Namwenson, and it's such a blessing because it means God helps at every moment. And it's your ordinary love that enables Yob and Chiri to go out and plant 41 churches. And it's the reason Rebecca can't help but smile and sing of God's transforming love. Oak Hills Church, if your ordinary love seems just that ordinary, remember that it is impacting. And changing lives in places beyond that are just so completely unbelievable. It's the very reason why we've been able to plant 80 churches among the Dagara and see 10,000 believers come to faith in Christ. Your ordinary love poured out is the reason that Bi Somme, a polio-stricken woman, since an early age, she dragged herself to the Batar River early Easter morning in order to be baptized. And your love is the reason that she was followed by 1,178 other believers who were putting their Lord on in baptism and committing themselves to following in the paths of Jesus Christ. God is so amazing. Church. God takes ordinary people, living ordinary lives of love to pull off some of the greatest accomplishments that the world has ever seen. It was true then, it's true now, it's true in Burkina Faso, and it's true at Oak Hill's church. Church, pray with me. God, how can we not but declare you are an amazing God? You are the creator and sustainer of all life. You are the redeemer of all mankind. You are the author of all mission, whether in our neighborhood, our city, or beyond, because it's not about geography. It's not about profession. It's about you. It's about your love for us and our love for you as it it extends into the lives of the people that you have placed around us. And Father, we want to thank you this morning for reminding us of the ordinariness of that love. And we want to thank you for this body of Christ at Oak Hills, who is literally changing the world before our very eyes. And it's all because of you. And it's all because of the one who loved us and gave his life for us, Jesus Christ. And all the church said, amen.